It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brad Rush. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Older than boys. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this, amateur hour? This is going to be huge. I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it? I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Monday in the books. Time to head home with the Sports Rush. Your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump, Adam Lundy, our producer, and you connected on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Getting a lot of... Really good text today coming in. Uh, we've tried to answer as many of them as we possibly can. 46862, the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Also on the way this hour, Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers. We'll talk about the week that was. You know what I'm not going to do? I bet Don's feeling pretty good. Had a nice senior night last night. Uh, Hoosiers got a nice season-ending win. I don't think I'm going to bring up anything that happened prior to yesterday in this previous week. I'm just going to avoid the subject altogether. But um, but Don Fisher will be joining us because I'm not even going to say the name Iowa. Don't even want to bring it up. You just did. I did, but I'm not going to bring it up to Don. No. No, because it just might, you know, kind of shoot his whole Monday away. You don't want to you don't want to harsh his Let's vibe? focus on the positive of today. Let's do Optimism it. Monday. Uh, we'll talk to Don Fisher and we'll get the lowdown on Xavier Johnson being ruled out for the rest of the season. He is going to apply for a medical red shirt. He's going to need to get a waiver to get that granted. And we'll find out uh, what Don knows about that whole situation. Also coming up in this hour, Rayfield Davis from the Big Ten Network. And of course, a former Southside Archer former Purdue Boilermaker. He'll give us his thoughts on what to expect and watch for with the Big Ten Tournament coming up starting on Wednesday. If you missed it, tough loss today for Purdue-Fort Wayne women down in the Horizon League Championships. They lost in the semifinal to Green Bay, 69-65. Again, you, you take a loss and there's maybe no moral victories, but for a program that has been at the depths it has been, over the last couple of years, to be competing with a team like Green Bay that has been the dominant team on the women's side in the Horizon League for over the last 10 to 15 years, I think you take it and you move forward and you learn from it. And uh, uh, not a bad one today, but they lose 69-65 to Green Bay. Green Bay goes on to take on number two seed Cleveland State in the championship game tomorrow at noon down in Indianapolis. So we mentioned the Big Ten Tournament. I'm fascinated by this. When you look at this bracket, there's a few things that jump out at me. Number one, the opening round games on Wednesday. The first game of the tournament is going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin. Two traditional, do I call them powers? Two of the top teams, I think, regularly, perennially, in the Big Ten, 
and they are the 12 and 13 seeds, and they will play to open up the tournament, game number one, coming up at 6.30 on Wednesday night. And then the other game has Minnesota-Nebraska, which actually means that Nebraska is a higher seed than both Wisconsin and Ohio State. Talk about bringing a very humbling thought into your program. If you're a Buckeye fan or a Badger fan, to know that Nebraska has got a higher seed in this tournament than you do, that has to be a bit humbling, if not outright embarrassing. That's our first uh, couple of games. I still don't know Ohio State, Wisconsin. I do not know my pick. I know that the crowd is probably going to be very pro-Wisconsin because the tournament's in Chicago. Give me Ohio State. Any particular reason? Nope. I mean, I think coaching, probably pretty even. I like Chris Holtman as a coach. Um, I, I don't know that there's a big difference there. They both have major contributions coming from freshmen. Sensabaugh at Ohio State and Connor Asesian at Wisconsin. I... I don't. I mean, I don't know what our text line thinks. Four six eight six two. Maybe they'll give us picks. We'll see uh, what the, what the text line thinks about Ohio State, Wisconsin opening up the Big Ten tournament, and then Minnesota, Nebraska. I've got to go with Nebraska. Minnesota has just struggled so much getting wins, and especially on the road. I just. Uh, I know this is a neutral site, but it's away from Minneapolis, and I. I just think uh, Nebraska has been the hot team over the last month. So I'm going to go ahead. Take Nebraska to win that one. And then uh, the full slate of games coming up on Thursday has Rutgers versus Michigan. Well, I don't know if Rutgers is going to make it into the tournament. We thought they were a lock a month ago. And uh, weren't they weren't they number two in the Big Ten at one point? And, uh, and all of a sudden, Rutgers now fighting for their tournament bid. They'll take on Michigan. And then uh, you'll have the winner of that Ohio State-Wisconsin game taking on Iowa. Penn State will play Illinois. I'll call it right now. Penn State knocks off Illinois. In Chicago, they're going to knock off Illinois. Wow. It'll be a very pro-Illinois crowd. But Micah Shrewsbury, they they got shooters and they got... You know who they got shooting threes. They got Lundy. Lundy. The last name Lundy shooting threes. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think I have to root for Well, Pickett is uh, Pickett, Pinkett, Pickett. He's uh, he's a danger for Penn State. So I'm, I, I kind of like Penn State pulling upset there. And then uh, Maryland awaits the winner of Minnesota, Nebraska. I think the Terrapins get a win and advance. Uh, we won't see Purdue and Indiana until Friday. They get the double bye, and Purdue will play the winner of Rutgers, Michigan, while Indiana will play whoever survives out of the Maryland versus Minnesota Nebraska winner. I think Indiana might not even get a win in the Big Ten tournament. Wow. I, th- I think they're going to play Maryland. And you think Maryland? And I think Indiana may be. Thank you for showing up. Here's your parting gift. Have a good NCAA tournament. Wow. Well, it's motivation. Indiana seems to get up for games where there's a certain motivation, right? 
knocking off Purdue, winning on senior day. Um, I mean, they they need that outside motivation, and they've kind of proven that throughout the year, that they have to have something to motivate them. What motivates them? Um, I think Maryland is the team that probably is a little more desperate. And yeah. so I am going to say Maryland, just because of that defense and the pressure that they're going to put on Indiana guards, I'm going to say Maryland beats Indiana. You're going to have some angry Hoosiers fans here. That's okay. Okay. Because the the more they get emotionally connected, the more they'll remember me when Indiana loses. <laughs> of course, they might also remember me when Indiana wins. Eh, you know. But I'll deny it. Double-sided sword I'll there. deny it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, Big Ten Tournament. Of course, we've got coverage. Every Big Ten Tournament game can be heard right here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And that starts on Wednesday right after the sports rush at 6.15. Our broadcast, I think it's 6, is it 6 or 6.15? Let's see, Wednesday, 6.15. And the first game, Ohio State, Wisconsin. And then on Thursday, it's all-day coverage. We've got uh, the early session Starting at 11:45 a.m. and then um, and then after the two o'clock game, we will have an abbreviated sports rush taking us right to the evening session. And again, there you are with that silly laugh, where I don't know what you're over there laughing about, but it certainly is not me giving the schedule. So what is so funny, Adam? Well, let's just say uh, you got some listeners shaking your fists, shaking their fists at you, Brett. <laughs> What, because I picked Maryland to defeat IU? Yeah, they're not happy. Oh, please. They're, they're getting ready to... Uh, oh, come on. The uprising here. Oh. Someone else said uh, OSU is going to win in that matchup there. And uh, someone else said somebody had to replace Northwestern and Penn State at the bottom, referring to uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State. Ooh, man. And, um, yeah, and, uh, okay, so Indiana, one and done, at the... Big Ten tournament. <laughs> Maryland will advance into the semifinals on Saturday. I'm not so sure Purdue advances in this because again, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure. Does Purdue? Do they feel motivated for that number one seed? Do they feel like they've got to? Uh, I mean, because Michigan is. If they play Michigan, yeah. And in fact, even if they play Rutgers, both of those teams are playing to secure their position right now. I think uh, Michigan is in. I don't know about Rutgers. They may have played their way out with the loss to an embarrassing loss to Northwestern last night. Um, they barely scored 50 points last night at home. I mean, that was just a humiliating loss to yeah. Northwestern at home. And so I don't know if Rutgers is going to be in. Yeah, Rutgers losing six of their last eight. But uh, in regards to the Big Ten tournament, they do have the wins over Purdue earlier in the season. So Yeah, but you know what's freshest in the committee's mind is what you've done for me lately. That's true. What have you done to earn that spot? And so uh, Rutgers, Michigan on uh, Thursday, and then whoever survives that game takes on Purdue. But it will be a very hungry team because... See, the thing is, Purdue has the target where you earn a lot more respect with the committee and show that you earn a spot in the in the uh, Big Ten or in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. If you get that marquee win over a team that's in the top five in the country. Right now, Purdue ranked number five. So 
there's going to be a lot of motivation in those teams taking on Purdue. I'm not going to make a pick yet because I've already ticked off half of our audience. I'll <laughs> save the other half for later this week. Uh, I, I don't know who I take in that. And it might depend who they play. I might get a different feel for the matchups if it's Rutgers or if it's Michigan. I, You know, because Rutgers is really known for their ball pressure from their guards. That could be a problem for, for Purdue. Yeah. We'll see. Michigan, I thought it was an interesting lineup that they used yesterday where they went with their double bigs, both Reed and Hutchinson on the floor together, which gives them uh, a guy that's like 6'10", 6'11", and a guy that's 7 feet tall, both on the court at the same time. 46862 is Parkview Sports Medicine text line. 46862. We're going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we've got Don Fisher standing by. So uh, stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for Raphael Davis coming up at about 535. It's a Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Brett Brump, Adam Lundy, and we've always got you connected on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Coming up later tonight, after Inside IU Basketball with Mike Woodson, we've got the Pacers at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll join that game in progress at 8 p.m. Uh, also, coming up uh, later in the week, of course, Opening tip to final horn coverage of the Big Ten Tournament from Chicago, the United Center. And we've got all of your coverage right here on Fort Wayne Sports Leader, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Every week at this time, we have the pleasure of speaking with the Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Indiana Hoosiers. Of course, he was on the call yesterday as the Hoosiers defeated the Michigan Wolverines at Simon Scott Assembly Hall on Senior Day. Please welcome to the program. Don Fisher, our 15 Minutes with Fish, presented by Cruzy Automotive Service. Well, Don, a big week for Indiana basketball, securing the number three seed in the Big Ten Tournament, which uh, gives the Hoosiers a couple of buys before they have to get to action coming up on Friday. It also gives their broadcaster a well-deserved break in the action. Uh, <laughs> you know, those tournaments, I tell you, they're tough when you've got to play, prep, and be ready to go the next day. So uh, yep. it's not only tough for the players, it's tough on uh, you know us broadcasters, too. And I think the public needs to be very well aware of that. <laughs> Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know if they need to be aware of it, but I'm glad that they are because obviously it is, especially as old guys. I mean, <laughs> it, but there's no doubt it's 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 a fun time of the year. There's no question about that. Uh, the free uh, situation for Indiana is there's a possibility of three games in three days, and if we get that far, uh, it, it will be a bit of a, a grind because there's no question you don't have much time to get prepared. And as you know, uh, guys like me, I go through a, a pr- process in which I fill out uh, a stat sheet and all those kinds of things. And it takes a lot of time. And, and mm-hmm. just to be aware, be updated on everything that's going on. Plus, everything now is online. They have no paper at the Big Ten tournament these days. In other words, they don't give you box scores or anything like that. Everything is off of a computer. And you have to somehow find a way to get some of that stuff printed out. Thank goodness we have a good sports information department in Indiana <laughs> that can help me out with that scenario. But uh, it's kind of a pain in that re- in that sense. But because uh, I'm old school, I don't use the computer nearly as much as a lot of people do. Um, and without question, I am totally uh, illiterate when it comes to IT stuff. So 
uh, I need to do it the old-fashioned way, and usually it takes a lot longer than what it does for a lot of people. From one broadcaster to another, I have got to ask, because every time I listen to a game, I marvel at how quick you come up with player points. It, what is your method for that? Because as soon as a bucket is scored, you're calling that he's got 12 points and, you know, the score is now whatever. And, I, I, I mean, I can't look at those little screens that fast. And you said you're not a computer guy. How do you keep that total in your mind so fast? I have, it's out of my mind. <laughs> Trust me, if it was in my mind, I'd never get it. Um, what I, I have, I, I literally learned uh, in my first sportscasting job how to put together a stat sheet with the help of a guy named Art Kimball, who was a play-by-play guy in a, in a radio station 15 miles from where I was doing my broadcast, and he was a tremendous, tremendous play-by-play guy, and he showed me how to put together a, a chart in which I've got players' names, uh, their heights, their weights, where they went to school, all that kind of thing, along with a little box that I could actually do the scoring as we go through the ball game. So mm-hmm. I actually do keep scoring fouls, um, foul shots, and fouls, and that kind of thing. So I keep an updated stat sheet as I'm going along through the ball game, and it's not easy to do. But once you learn it, it becomes just kind of a secondhand thing. It's like you know, it's just like your right hand helping you. Um, and so I, I, that's how I started it, and I've been doing it that way the entire 56 or 57 <laughs> years I've been in this broadcast business. Don Fisher joining us here on our 15 Minutes with Fish, presented by Cruzy Automotive Service. All right, so let's talk about the news first. And uh, Xavier Johnson is not going to be able to medically return this year, hoping to get a medical red shirt. What does that mean for the Hoosiers? Well, it means he won't be available for the rest of this season, which we thought he would be. We thought he would probably try to play here this past week, either the Iowa ball game or the Michigan game yesterday. Uh, but he did not play in the Iowa contest. Uh, I think uh, he felt like there's a possibility, even though he played 11 games this season, he got hurt in the 11th game, nine minutes into it. You can play 10 and still get a red shirt, a medical red shirt, if something happens. Um, so he's going to appeal to the NCAA to see if he can't get uh, a waiver to play a final year of college basketball since he missed almost the entire season. Did that take some pressure off to Mar Bates? Uh, you know, I think he was playing for minutes and he understood the situation with Johnson possibly returning and where that would put him in the rotation because I thought he was much better yesterday than maybe the Tamar that we've seen over the last month or so. Well, I, I can't disagree with you, but I don't know that that was the scenario at all. I, I mean, Tamar is still going to get minutes uh, in every ball game because he is a good player, but he has not... He has not been consistent. I mean, mm-hmm. he's had some ball games where he's knocked in 16, 17 points throughout the year. I think he even had a 20-point game at one juncture, but but he has not been consistent. And he has gone, in fact, I think back when they were starting that run that they had, what, nine wins in a row, whatever it was, back in January after they'd lost those first three Big Ten games uh, to start the month of January, uh, he, he started playing really some great basketball back in that era, and then it kind of tailed off. But at the same time, he had games around his best games where he didn't score. He had two or three games where he was literally scoreless. Every time he went out there, uh, he didn't get a point. And it was it was and it's been kind of that way throughout the rest of the season as Prezi's progressed. So I don't think Xavier's uh, not being there or him coming back 
really have much to do with it. I think more than anything, it's got more to do with his confidence level. This got to be a pretty entertaining game yesterday with Michigan, of course, uh, going into overtime, a game of swings. Indiana got out to a quick start, and then Michigan kind of took control of the game. Indiana rallies late to force the overtime and then wins it 75-73, to a dramatic finish to the regular season at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. But, you know, it probably could have been a little easier for the Hoosiers. That 15-foot stripe caused him some problems yesterday. <laughs> well, it, there's no doubt that uh, they could have ended the game, or at least it would have, it probably would have ended in regulation. But, but the free throws, obviously, and Race Thompson's inability to knock those free throws down uh, at the end of the contest there, especially in the overtime period, <laughs> he missed four, um, four in a row. But everything else that he did was special on Saturday or on Sunday because he had 16 points, he had 10 rebounds, he had two of the biggest plays of the ball game, uh, steals at the end, one in the at the end of regulation and one in the overtime period that were critical factors for Indiana. And he had four steals on the ball game. Uh, there was nobody on this basketball team yesterday that I was happier for than him. I know he wanted to make those free throws that could have made it a little bit easier and a little less stressful for the fans base but at the same time he played terrific yesterday I saw him play defensively like I haven't seen him play recently uh, with quickness with uh, athleticism and with the energy level that you need uh, which was a big factor for this team and I hope he can continue that because he's he's been bothered by injuries throughout the season uh, he talked about that in his senior speech yesterday and he's had several of them this year, a back injury problem that he had. He, of course, he hurt the knee in the Iowa ball game in MS4 or 5 contest back then. He's had uh, you know problems with that knee since then a couple of times. He's a guy that's been beat up, banged around, and yet he survived six seasons in Indiana. Obviously, one of those being the year that he had the concussion where he sat out for two and a half months. I mean, he's really had his problems from a physical standpoint. And to go six years at Indiana and then finish up his regular season the way he did yesterday, I was just so happy for him. I know there's a lot more that went into yesterday's ball game, but you almost felt down the stretch this was becoming a Hunter Dickinson versus Trace Jackson Davis battle. And uh, TJD ends up with 27 points. Hunter Dickinson ends up with 24. And, uh, you know, those three points might have been the difference. But, but it was kind of fun to watch because you knew Michigan was counting on Hunter Dickinson and Indiana was counting on Trace. Jackson Davis, and both of them were going to get plenty of touches down the stretch. Yeah, there's no question. It was a battle of the bigs. There's no question about that yesterday. Uh, And Trace didn't have his normal rebounding game. There just weren't that many available. But think about this now. Trace Jackson Davis is now leading Indiana in assists this year. (laughs) He has 109 assists for the season, and it tells you how much he's improved his ability to read the defense, to read the double teams that are coming at him, and to get the ball to an open player. Uh, with, without question, he did it again yesterday. He had six assists in the ball game. He, he continues to be, and, and he is now the rebound leader and a block shots leader all time at Indiana. Uh, he continues to build on that. He's probably going to move into third place. Uh, as the all-time scorer at Indiana University as well. He, he won't get past that point because uh, Steve Alford and Calvert Chaney, it'll take another season to catch both of those guys. But uh, what he has done, and think about this, he's never hit a three-pointer. 
<laughs> so, wow. So Trace Jackson Davis has done it all with two-point field goals through his entire career, and most of them have been on dunks and inside hook shots. And, and, you know, that's the crazy thing is because today's game, especially if as he moves to the next level, it's almost like you have to have that shot in your arsenal. He doesn't attempt it. He doesn't attempt a lot of mid-range. I mean, he uses all of those moves to get layups. But I will tell you this, Don, if you ask Trace Jackson Davis, I'm sure he's going to credit those assist numbers to all that time he's spending now as the point guard leaning the fast break. Because <laughs> that's what every big's dream is, right? Yep. Every big wants to be a point guard, and every point guard wants to post up with their back to the basket. That's just the way you grow up. Yep, and Trace Jackson Davis <laughs> is no exception. And, he's been, and that's the thing about it. This year, he's been leading a lot of those breaks. And he's learned to handle the basketball so much better than he did back in the early part of his career at IU. Uh, and he takes those opportunities to get the ball down the court, get into the others people other people's hands or take it himself but yesterday i mean you're right about the the duel between he and hunter dickinson it was a special matchup yesterday and, and both teams were really relying on their big guy to carry them in this contest and without doubt uh, both did the um as we move forward now, real quick on the Big Ten tournament, we've got, if you look at the bracket, you, you can assume, I guess, Chalk, uh, Maryland and Northwestern are the two teams we're looking at uh, as as possibilities for uh, the Hoosiers before you get to a championship game. I, I look at that and I'm like, I don't, you know, those are two really tough defensive teams. And I'm not sure if that's a favorable draw for the Hoosiers or not. I, I would say that that I don't I don't know that you can pick out a favorable draw in this Big Ten. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, think about this, uh, Brett. Yesterday, going into yesterday, there were six games played yesterday. There were seven teams tied for second place in the conference. <laughs> seven. How do how does that happen? Well, it's called parity. And there's just nobody that you can take for granted in this league. Everybody can beat everybody else. Nebraska's proving that. Minnesota knocked off somebody here a week ago. But, uh, yeah. And just a phenomenal win for them. Uh, Ohio State's gotten better here at the very end of the season in the last week and a half or two weeks. Uh, and Rutgers, a team that everybody was uh, scared of throughout the season, is kind of not that they've gone down the tubes, but they could keep getting beat in these last-second basketball games or they give up a basket or two right at the end that costs them. Uh, there's just nobody that you can take for granted. Uh, so I, I look at it this way. The double buy, I think, was just crucial for every one of these teams that got the double buy, and it's going to give them a little easier route to the Big Ten championship. But don't be surprised if somebody else steps up and surprises everyone. Absolutely. Don, always appreciate you. Look forward to the call for Indiana and the Big Ten tournament coming up on Friday, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Brett. That is Don Fisher joining us on the guest line. Of course, our 15 minutes with Fish always presented by Cruzy Automotive Service. Tell them as you heard it right here on the Sports Rush. You can get an oil change. That's a full-service oil change, five-quart regular oil, for just $19.90. Similar savings available on all oil changes right now at Cruzy Automotive Service when you tell them the Sports Rush sent you. We've got to take a break. We're going to come back. And on the other side, we'll talk to Rayfield Davis. Former Southside product, former Purdue Boilermaker. We'll get his takes on what to expect from this Big Ten tournament that gets started on Wednesday. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Inside IU Basketball with Coach Mike Woodson comes your way at 7.05. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll join in progress Pacers versus Sixers here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Right now, I want to get to the phone line and welcome to the program... 
Former Southside Archer, former Purdue Boilermaker, current Big Ten analyst at the Big Ten Network. It is Rayfield Davis. Rayfield, how are you today? I'm doing well, but you um, you forgot Wiser Park and Memorial Park. I want to throw that out there, too, when I heard Southside. But I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on. It's great to talk to you. And, of course, I want to talk a little bit about your Purdue Boilermakers. Yesterday, I think we saw... The worst the Boilermakers could show us, and maybe also saw the best of the Boilermakers all in one game. Uh, what's your take on not only the game, but the current state for the Boilermakers? Uh, yeah, just on the game, I think uh, I think it was real simple. Uh, even though Zach was in foul trouble in the first half, uh, Braden and Brandon Newman, so Brandon Smith and Brandon Newman, they combined for 29 points in the first half. I mean, they were big time. I mean, the second half, they combined for five points. So, you know what I mean? So they were balling out in the first half. They had really good production from their guards. And in the second half, they just didn't have any production from the guard position. And in March in college basketball, your guards have to produce to win games. And they turned it over seven times in the second half. In the first half, I mean, I'm just comparing from half to half. And in the first half, they shot six to 12 from the three-point line. In the second half, they went 0 for 6. Hmm. So they got to shoot the ball well in March. And, I mean, right now, I mean, I, just, I was just looking at it. The last six games, I mean, they're 26. They're 26% from three in the last six games. And that's just not going to win you a lot of games at this time in the season when Zach is getting triple teamed. He's getting, he's getting hung on. They're not calling fouls. they got to make shots at this point. What's happened to Fletcher Lawyer? He he came on like gangbusters early, but it seems like he struggled with not only his shot, but in consistently producing points. No, I mean, Fletcher is an awesome player. And I mean, I, I was just looking at some Purdue tape and whatnot. I mean, there's a big difference when you go from being on a scouting report to being the guy on a scouting report, to being the guy that they're trying to stop. And Fletcher had won some games for Purdue. He had had some... Huge second half. He had a run where he was playing the best freshman as the best freshman in the league. And the team just started to key in on him. I mean, even us at the Big Ten Network, we were demonstrating the plays that Purdue was running for him on national TV. So, I mean, guys started to understand what was going on, and they just started to lock in on him. But he struggled from three. Uh, I think he's four for his last 20 from three. Um, struggled from the field a little bit. I, just, I think he needs a couple of days off. Uh, headed into the Big Ten tournament, getting a double bye, getting that extra couple of days of rest, I think it's really going to help him. And then he's also he's busting his tail on a defensive end. He's giving it out the all he has. And sometimes it's freshman. Sometimes it's tough on you. Once you start to struggle, it's tough to come out of that rut a little bit. But Fletcher, you gotta you just gotta keep shooting. I would not um I would never be upset if Fletcher Lawyer took an open jump shot. So as many open jump shots as he can get, I would take as many as he as he wants. Do you remember when you were a freshman? Is there such a thing as a freshman wall? <clears throat> I mean, I, a lot of people talk about the freshman wall, and I was just talking to the guys last night, Mike DeCourcy and Ritito, and I don't necessarily believe that's the freshman wall because it's every player wall. I mean, you look at Caleb McConnell at Rutgers right now, he's barely practicing because he he's having back issues. So he's hit a wall. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, Paul Mulcahy, is a four-year point guard at Rutgers. The last six games, he's averaged five points a game and has been 26% from the field. So I think, I mean, it's just a long season. It does not matter if you're a freshman. I mean, I went through it as a freshman. I went through it as a senior. But if you look at 
you look at my stats, I had ruts as a senior. And um, sometimes everybody hits it. And it's a thing where you just got to keep pushing. You got to push through it. It's a long season. And I think the locker room at Purdue is encouraging him and take as many shots as he wants. And I think Fletcher's a guy that's going to shoot through it. And even Braden Smith, it's just a thing where you have your ups and downs, your ebbs and flows of your freshman year. And um, that's what happens towards the later of the season, the late end of the season. Teams just get tired. It's not just freshmen, it's everybody on the roster. And the great teams, the big dogs, they push, they push through that and they get energized around this time. So we're really going to see who's who once these conference tournaments start. Speaking of freshmen, who do you have as your freshman of the year in the Big Ten? I got Hushafino. Uh Indiana, uh, I think all of the freshmen in the league had really up and down seasons. Uh, there, there were times where each one of them was really good, and then they really struggled. I would probably go Hushafino. His impact on winning, if you take him off of that Indiana team, I mean, they, uh, I mean, especially with Xavier Johnson down, they really, really, really struggled. He turned the ball over a lot, but he had the ball in his hands. He makes decisions. He makes all the decisions on the offensive end for the most part with the ball in his hands. So I would probably go him. And then I would probably, if I had to rank him, or not even rank him, but if I had to build a freshman team that's not in order, I would probably go Fischofino. I would go um, Brady Smith, Jed Howard, Bryce Fischofball. And then for me, it would be a toss-up between the two Fort Wayne area guys. you got Fletcher Lawyer or Connor Season. Connor Season's had a really, really, really good year. And I just um, I don't know what they will value. Will they value winning or will they value individual performance? So I think it comes down to those two to round out the five. Of course, Big Ten Conference Tournament time this week. Are you uh, working the coverage for the Big Ten Network this week? I am. I will be on um, every day till Sunday. Wow, a big week for you. All right, so let's get your expertise here and talk a little bit about the tournament. First of all, uh, how surprised are you that one of our first Wednesday games, one of our, our first games of the tournament, is Ohio State-Wisconsin. These are two teams, pretty proud programs, and I don't think going into the season we would have expected this to be the tournament opener. I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't too high on either one of the teams coming into the season, knowing how much Wisconsin lost. I didn't expect I did not expect kind of season to be this good, but I also didn't expect Tyler Law to struggle this mightily. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect them to be great. I didn't expect. I mean, I think they were projected tenth in the league, so I don't think. Um, I don't think I expect them to be great. I know a lot of people were high on Ohio State. I wasn't necessarily because I know how hard it is. I was at Purdue when we brought in five freshmen and three transfers. You know what I mean? So I know how hard it is to bring in that many new voices, that many new faces especially with Justin Sewing not playing last year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving factors. I didn't expect him to be 13th in the league. I'm not going to say that. But I didn't necessarily expect him to be top six or anything like that. But it's surprising. It makes for a great Wednesday matchup, especially with Ohio. I mean, uh, Wisconsin. They're, they're playing for a tournament berth. They're playing for their lives. I mean, you think about Wisconsin being on a Wednesday game and they're a bubble team. That just shows you how deep the Big Ten is. But uh, the game really matters. Ohio State. Ohio State's record doesn't match their talent. They're really good. They have really good players. It's just they're learning to play together, and they're actually playing well right now. So it's not going to be an easy game for Wisconsin, but I know Ohio State has some life. It's going to be – it makes for a great Wednesday atmosphere. Of course, when you talk about the bubble uh, for the NCAA tournament, among the teams like Michigan, Rutgers, maybe even Penn State, uh, who's got the most to prove with this tournament to kind of secure a spot in the field? Uh, the most approved. 
You mean, um, I mean, I guess who's not in right now? Yeah, who has to make an impression on the committee to feel good that they're going to make it into the tournament? Uh, I would say, um, I would say Michigan. I think Rutgers is in. I think Rutgers is in the field. I think, uh, I is, think Penn State. Do, say it again. I was just going to ask: Is Penn State in? Do you put them in? Yeah, I think I think Penn State is in. That's what I was going to say next. I think Penn State is in after the win against Maryland. I think Michigan will have the most to prove. I think Penn State. They have a, they've had a good season. They had a, they have a really good resume. I think um, I think if they were to beat Illinois, it would help him. But I think I do think they're in. I think Michigan Michigan has to beat Rutgers in my opinion to um, to be in the field. What happened to Rutgers? Um, well, I mean, um, sometimes a guy doesn't have to score to bring big impact to an offense. I think Moab, I think Moab Mag. Must have been that guy that really moved the ball for Rutgers. He must have been the guy that the offense kind of flowed while he was in the game. He didn't take bad shots. He didn't dribble a lot. The ball didn't stick in his hands. And I'm not saying it's all on that, but also you lose a guy to that magnitude. He guarded the second best player on the team. He was big on the defensive end, on the glass. So you, that happens. That hurts. But then uh, the seniors, I mean, Paul McKay, Caleb McConnell, Especially Paul McKay, he struggled over the last six games. He's, uh, like I said earlier, he's shooting. He's averaging five points, 26% from the field. He hasn't scored in double figures in six or seven games. And uh, I think it's mental a little bit. And I went through I went through the same exact thing at Purdue my senior year. And it, uh, for me, it was mental. And uh, I don't know if it's mental for Paul, but I think Paul is a way better player. You think about the Michigan State Rutgers game at, at Madison Square Garden, that second half. Paul McKay to the team on his back, scored 17 points in the half, and they won that game. So I think I think in order for them to get going, he's got to be aggressive and score the ball. And then Caleb McConnell's got to be a guy that plays in the lane, gets to the basket, takes good shots. I think he's got he can't go one for six from the field and get two points in big games. And like I said, I've had games like that. I've been that guy, so I know how important it is for defensive guys to score the ball because. There were times where I would be on the floor and the opposing teams just didn't guard me. And I'm looking, when you look back on it, and that's how they're guarding those guys. Mm-hmm. They got to be aggressive and get to the basket. Rayfield Davis joining us here on uh, the Sports Rush. All right, let's talk about a surprise team that you think is in a position to make a run because I look at this bracket and I think it's uh, I think it's weighted toward the top half. I mean, I look at Purdue, Michigan, Rutgers, a dangerous team, Iowa, Michigan State. I mean, I think that I think that's a lot of power in that top half of the bracket, and so I think the bracket is set up favorably for a team like Maryland to make a surprise run. Do you have anybody you've got your eye on? I mean, it sounds crazy, but I'm watching Nebraska. I mean, it's starting on a Wednesday, which makes it tough. I mean, they've been playing really good basketball. Now they have their other guys playing well. They have guys like, I mean, Wiltshire's playing well. Jamarcus Lawrence had a big game last night. I mean, they get production all over the court, so it's not just Derek Walker and Tommy Naga now. And Tommy Naga's turned into one of the better players mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. I mean, he can score the ball at a high rate. He's a really good player. Derek Walker does a lot for that team. Sam Grease is a big point guard. So, I mean, I mean, Nebraska is a tough out. I mean, I would not not want to be a team that's playing Nebraska right now. They hit 14 threes. So, we know what they could do defensively. One of the better teams in the league on, the, on that end of the floor. And now they're making shots. 
So if I had to pick a, just a team to, to surprise people, make a run, I think it could be Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska wins. If Nebraska wants to win maybe two of these games, they may they may be on the bubble. They may be right there because they don't necessarily have bad losses. So I think uh, I think that would be my team. Ah, it could be some bragging rights up for grabs in that uh, Thursday matchup if Nebraska and Maryland go at it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Hey, Rayfield, I was going to talk about your uh, camps because I know there was an announcement on Twitter and I had it saved on my phone so we could talk about it. And then I left my phone at home, of course. So give us an update on what's happening with the uh, Rayfield Davis basketball camps. Uh, yeah, we're having our spring break basketball camp next month at OPS. Uh, on DuPont, April 4th and 5th. It's our first to, first to eighth grade, the fourth to eighth graders, first to fourth graders, they're going to go from nine to 11 each day. And then the fifth to eighth graders are going to go from 12 to three. Um, right now, the fee is $50. You can sign up on our website at racefieldavisbasketball.com. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. We're, we're, we're ready, we're raising funds to be able to get all the kids basketball. Cause you'd be surprised. I mean, how many kids don't have a basketball at home or don't have a ball to practice with. So I'm raising funds to purchase basketballs this time instead of T-shirts because I thought um, I think each kid having a basketball is more valuable than just having a T-shirt. So I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, it's at OPS. And we're looking for sponsors. If you like to sponsor camp, we're raising funds to allow 50 kids that cannot afford camp to be able to come to camp. We're working on building a transportation ship with our coaches for kids who need rides to camp. So if you want to come to camp and you can't afford $50 for camp, don't feel as though this isn't a place for you. We, um, if you're a person that just started playing basketball or you're not that good or you don't feel like it's something for you, this is still something for you. But if you're a kid that also you just love the sport, you love March Madness, you want to learn more about basketball, maybe you don't care about playing, but maybe you want to be a manager, you want to be a coach in the future. This is still the place for you. So we are... Um, we cover a lot of aspects of the game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We have our summer league coming up this summer at McMillan Park. It's a free summer league, three days, Tuesday through Thursdays. We play on Tuesdays and Thursdays and outside. So we're really looking forward to that. Last year we had 150 kids right there. It was a great time. So this is, um, I know it's March Madness and it's college basketball, but this is also the start of some great basketball stuff in Fort Wayne that we're doing this summer, a lot of camps and AAU stuff, so. I'm really looking forward to it. It it sounds like uh, really great stuff. We appreciate so much your time and commitment to it. I may send my producer out to one of your camps because he really needs help with his game. Uh, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to you later, Rafael. Have a great week of coverage at the Big Dead Tournament. Appreciate your time. Oh, thanks. And thanks for asking me about the camps. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That's Rafael Davis joining us on the guest line. We'll take a quick timeout. Come back. Wrap it up for a Monday on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Back final time on the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Hey, if you were down at Beach Grove Walmart on over the weekend, you might have run into a very well-known Walmart shopper. Yeah, Will Farrell. Happened to be hanging out at the Walmart parking lot at Beach Grove. Apparently, he had a film crew with him. They're doing some type of a documentary about Will's trip across America. Uh, they said that the stop at the Beach Grove Walmart was, quote, random. But you have to wonder if it's related in any way to the Beach Grove Walmart 
getting some notoriety in Indianapolis lately as it was the site of a fight that went viral in 2015. And there's been shots fired there at least twice just over the last couple of years as Will Ferrell sat in the parking lot in a lawn chair with a beer cooler. I have no idea what they were filming, and he wouldn't release any kind of details. But a lot of fans got a chance to get pictures taken. Some selfies with Will Ferrell himself. Best role for Will Ferrell? Elf? Anchorman? Oh, uh, too, too, not enough time to pick. Okay. We got to wrap it up. Big thanks to our guests that appeared on the show today, including Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, and Rayfield Davis from the Big Ten Network. We're coming back tomorrow, 4 to 6. Inside IU Basketball with Mike Woodson comes your way at 7.05. Caleb and Kenny in the morning tomorrow, 7 to 9. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.